Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful Kate Harlow here. Before you get into this week's episode of the New Truth Podcast Season 2, hope you're liking it, I have a personal invitation for one of you that I wanted to share. Um, this invitation is for a woman who is ready to open her heart like it's never been opened before, so you can experience being fully magnetic in your life to everything you desire, who's ready to change things up, shake things up, experience life in a new way, to be bold and courageous and do something that that maybe you've never done before, but possibly always dreamed of. I have one spot left at my upcoming retreat. It's next month, February 16th to 24th. I know that might sound soon, but if you are feeling daring and courageous and you're ready to really create change in your life, change takes courage. It takes doing things that you wouldn't normally do and surrounding yourself with people who see the world in an inspiring different way. So I'm inviting you one woman to the Experience Kenya, a retreat that I'm putting on with my dear soul sister, Mariana Clark, who's also a spiritual teacher and best friend of mine. Um, we are taking a small group of women to the base of Mount Kenya to a luxury property next to a conservation site. We're talking wild giraffes and elephants walking by while we're having breakfast. Nine days of transformational retreat time with an extraordinary group of women from around the world and also the trip of a lifetime. So if you've always dreamed of going to Africa one day and your your mind says, oh, one day I'll go, one day, one day, maybe the time is now. If you've always dreamed of going on a retreat with women or perhaps working with me or Mariana, you may have heard her on the podcast. She's been on a few times. Um, or you're just ready to do things differently, come to Kenya. It will open your heart like nothing you've ever experienced in your life. Every woman who went on the retreat Mariana did last year said they didn't want to leave at the end of the experience, actually. A after a full nine days of being there, none of them wanted to leave um, because it's that magical and transformational and healing and beautiful. So I would love to have it be you, whoever you are. I know there's a woman out there this spot is meant for. So if you feel an inkling, a curiosity, a call of any sort, if your heart is feeling like, ooh, that sounds exciting, reach out to me, send me a private message, send me a message on Instagram. I'm gonna post the link below this episode so you can click it to find out more about the retreat and click. Um, you can click it to actually book a call right there my calendar. Um, but if you are curious at all, even if your mind is telling you no freaking way, can I make a decision that big in that short notice? That's actually where the biggest change comes from. So if your mind is saying no, but your heart is saying yes, at least get on a call with me. I would love to meet you personally and would love to have you join us on this journey of a lifetime. 
Until then, enjoy this week's episode and I will see you soon. Much love. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast Season 2, Episode 4, Why Forgiveness is Essential for Healthy Relationships. This is a good title. And I just think, um, I mean, I'm guessing it's pretty obvious why we need to heal and forgive um, from our past to have healthy relationships. That's where I want to start. Because of course, I think after listening to the New Truth Podcast for as long as you have and wherever you are on your spiritual and personal development journey, I think that most of us know that um, our past comes with us everywhere we go until we resolve it within us. So um, yeah, this is a big topic and it feels like something, yeah, that's really needed to be talked about. Thank you to our listener who prompted this suggestion Yeah, too. So if you're not already in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, we're definitely going to be ramping up our efforts of playing in there more and, and connecting with all of you there. And I posed after the new year, you know, what do you want us to talk about in season two? So there is a thread there for people to comment. And, and this came up and the, the person wrote self-forgiveness. So, I mean, when Kate and I started talking to begin doing this episode, we both looked at each other and were like, there are so many facets and elements to forgiveness and forgiveness of self, forgiveness of other. And for me, I also thought about how many women are overly compassionate and forgiving to the toxic and abusive person, right? Justifying his actions because you're so loving and forgiving and compassionate, but then you are remaining in a relationship that doesn't serve you. And so there really is a delicate dance of when you're actively in a relationship, how do we live forgiveness and compassion without losing our sense of self and our boundaries? But where we do need to start is how, I mean, I've, I mean, for 11 years at the core of any healing work I've done with clients is like, okay, what hurt are you still holding on to? Like, if you're wondering why your heart isn't open right now, it's because you're holding on to past hurt, like period, right? And holding on to past hurt, we protect ourselves thinking, if I protect myself, that means I'll never get hurt again. But we know that vulnerability is the answer to a fully embodied, healthy, happy, purposeful life. And so if I want love, I have to be willing to be vulnerable. But I do get to forgive the past in a way that does not say, the behavior was okay by an ex or that, um, you know, I deserve to be treated poorly or I deserve to get hurt, but more, you know, when I, when I think of forgiveness, the course in miracles says forgiveness offers me everything I want. That's one of the lessons in a course in miracles. It offers everything I want because you cannot open your heart. If you're holding grudges, you, you just yeah. can't. So for me, I started my, my path was self forgiveness before I even thought about other people, but I'm curious what your, where you started for yours. Yeah. I think that it, they go hand in hand. Um, I was just thinking about the grudges and when we're, when we're withholding forgiveness and forgiveness doesn't mean you calling up your toxic ex and saying, <laughs> we do need to say that. <laughs> I forgive you. I relinquish you off of the fish hook. I've been holding 
onto you. Um, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean you have to take an action with someone else. It's simply a resolution within yourself. And I, I, I love to up-level personally. I like to use the word acceptance more than forgiveness because forgiveness is, is sort of the, the umbrella, but acceptance is the really the core and the heart of it. It's accepting that I cannot change what happened in the past and, you know, taking the lessons and the gifts from that experience. I think of all the women I've worked with who have left toxic marriages and the moment that they had the courage to finally leave is the moment they really started to reclaim the power inside of them and their sovereignty and actually listening to that inner nudge that they maybe repressed for a really long time. And that moment is so catalytic and transformational. So this is like these toxic experiences we have in our lives are how we grow. And, you know, life, what life isn't meant to be roses and sunshine in any given moment. That's certainly not the human experience, nor will it ever be. But these painful experiences that we go through in all of our relational dynamics are a catalyst for something greater. And, you know, not everyone learns and grows from toxic situations. And if you haven't learned to have a healthy relationship with the patterns that are inside of you with your wounded little girl inside, then chances are you're probably just attracting the same ones over and over again. It takes really a lot of um, self-healing and, and reflection and understanding to be able to create something different and learn and grow, but they're an opportunity. And, um, and so forgiveness, like when we, when we were withholding this idea of, of accepting and forgiving and moving on and letting go of the story of holding someone else responsible, even our parents, Yeah. when we're not willing to let go of the story, it, it keeps it alive. And, and it, now it gets projected into your present moment experience and you never get to actually experience what's in front of you because you're constantly holding the past and painting the past onto this blank canvas in front of you. So you have no idea what's even in front of you. Either you're ignoring red flags because you're painting the past or you're missing the magic and the beauty because you're painting the past. And so without it, it, when we're in that place of withholding, it it's it's like holding other people hostage or holding yourself hostage. I mean, actually, I'd say in both scenarios, you're holding yourself hostage because it, it stops you, like you said, from actually opening your heart and experiencing real intimacy with anyone in your life. So good. So good. I... I, in, in the beginning of my healing journey, right, I was a recovering addict. So you better believe I behaved in ways that were out of alignment with my truth, behaved in ways that I was ashamed about, behaved in ways I was very embarrassed about. And one of the things that I've watched both for myself and my clients is women love to self-punish, right? Like it's like, like Catholic guilt, like that, you know, early, um, what's the word like penance, right? Like when we, well, I love what you just said about holding ourselves hostage, like the, the punishment of self, right? We just did an episode on the energy of deserving. You can't open your heart into, I deserve if you are shaming yourself for your past behavior and beating yourself up over past behavior, and all the beautiful things that you just said about what is possible around learning 
you actually can't learn anything when you're beating yourself up over your past mistakes or past misalignments. And so as a sober person, one of the first things I had to do on my process of healing was one, face the radical honesty of being an addict and that, and say that I wanted to change my behavior. That's the beginning of self-responsibility, right? I'm not a victim to life. No one's making me behave a certain way. Right. And even when you're doing your childhood work, you don't, you no longer, you're not living in your parents' house anymore, right? Like you're an adult, you're responsible for your behavior. But when I got to this place of, can I forgive myself really was about, you know, so you said the word acceptance. It's also about compassion. Like that's what compassion is. Compassion is being kind and warm to myself, accepting how things had gone and then being able to make a decision to do things differently. If you're stuck in the self-criticism and beating yourself up over your past, you can't change right? It's how you hold yourself hostage because it's easier to say, I'm a bad person because I behaved X, Y, Z way rather than I'm a human being. And, you know, Kate and I were also talking earlier this morning about like the, the world is losing its humanity, right? Thanks to numbing ourselves with Botox. Thanks to not spending time with other human beings because we're all just relating to each other through screens on social media, We've, we're really losing touch with just what it means to be human. So how do you self-forgive? This is, this is like the practical practice is first compassion, right? And making sense for what was driving the behavior in the first place. So for me, it was a lot of embarrassment around how I behaved with men. Okay, well, what was my motivation to behaving that way with men? Because I was looking for love. That's not a bad motivation. Wanting to be loved is not something I should be punishing myself about. It's saying, oh, that was the motivation, but the way that I went about it was ineffective, unproductive, and self-harming. Now I get to do it differently. So you do get to make sense of your behavior in the first place. Then that gives way for the compassionate, warm understanding for yourself that says, wow, okay, that makes sense. And now I get to decide how I want to be different. And it's see how it's not like letting yourself off the hook. It's not just like this passive of like, oh, I forgive myself. <laughs> like it, you have to actually be willing to feel it. And that's how you know it's actually happened. Like when you've arrived in self-acceptance is I have nothing to be ashamed of anymore. You know, and a lot of women ask me this about, um, when I started dating again, after going through all of my healing, if here's a sign that you've not forgiven yourself and you're hanging on to the past, if you're not confident and you don't love yourself, if you're showing up on dates and you get squirrely when people ask you about your past, or you are having a hard time owning the love that you are and the, the magic that you are, it's because you're holding yourself hostage from your past. When I accepted myself, I didn't have anything to prove. I didn't have anything to pretend about. I wasn't ashamed. So I didn't have anything to hide either when I was dating. And that doesn't mean that I like dumped all my life story right on a first date, but it meant that I was no longer looking to someone else to say, do you think I'm a good enough person? Are you going to be the way that I forgive myself from my past because I'm going to have your love that will heal it, right? Self-love is I forgive myself from my past because I'm actively creating my future right now. 
right? I forgive myself and I accept myself because all of my behavior makes sense. And now I'm taking responsibility for my behavior. That's what compassion does. And for those of you that are so easily, you know, I, I actually was laughing about this the other day with my husband, because I, in last year, in one of my dating, my dating decoded program, I essentially went on this rant about, I'm like, listen, when women don't need to be more compassionate toward men, like, like women are plenty compassionate toward men. They're actually too compassionate toward men because they, you let men off the hook all the time when they hurt you. Very few women are compassionate enough to themselves. Because if you actually were compassionate toward yourself, you, your behavior would change. Beating yourself up, shaming yourself into changing doesn't work. And that's what so many women do, right? If I just punish myself enough, then somehow I'll love myself into feeling good about myself. Setting yourself free is saying, okay, can I look at my behavior objectively? Not from I'm a bad person because I behave, I'm behaving this way, right? You can't even see your patterns that clearly if you're beating yourself up, but you look at them to be able to make sense of them. What's driving me? Usually it's the fear of abandonment or it's the desire to be loved and accepted, or it's a desire to feel worthy, right? Those are all pure and appropriate motivations, or even the fear of abandonment is not bad. But if you don't compassionately look at how that's driving you, you can't change it. So that's the gift of self-forgiveness. I looked at, wow, it made my childhood set me up to be an alcoholic and an addict. Okay. That was step one, right? So I'm not a bad person because I ended up behaving that way and, and having that addiction. Then it was, oh, my behavior makes perfect sense from inside how much I ached for love. Okay. Now what do I want to do about that? Beating myself up about it does not let me change it. Loving and having compassionate compassion for myself and accepting that gives way for a new change and a new behavior. So that's the first piece for self. Yes. And, and, and it, it, as you're talking about that, I just, I'm, I'm imagining just zooming out and it's like, is, that was just a step on the hero's journey or the heroine's journey, like on your journey of self-discovery and, so, and of awakening these are, this is what happens. These, these catalytic times are initiations. And I love that. I, I was going to talk about story too, because I think that there's so much power in the stories that we tell. And, um, and if you look at your life, so for actually, here's my step for you. Here's an action step you can take if you're not forgiving somebody else. Because a lot of the women I work with are hooked into the victim story of this man wronged me and hurt me and broke my heart and he cheated on me and this happened and that happened and I cannot move on or I cannot trust men or I'm constantly anxious in a new relationship and they're so hooked into the story of the of being a victim of this situation. So here's the power of radical responsibility, which is literally every episode is about that learning how to to live from sovereignty to live from radical responsibility you will not have to forgive everyone in the future when you're truly living and anchored in radical responsibility because other people aren't responsible for your pain and your experience they're simply just activators in your pain and your experience so I have shared this story before about a client, but I think it's a, it'll be really powerful to share it right now. Again, um, this woman I worked with uh, years ago or maybe like four years ago, and she is an incredible woman. And when we met, she had been heartbroken, two very young children, 
found out her husband had cheated on her many times over the span of their relationship. And they've been together 11 years. And she was absolutely heartbroken when we met. We met one year after her divorce. And so our first conversation consisted of her sharing the story and, and the picture of her life. And basically her life consisted of talking about her ex-husband with everybody who she ever spent time with. So her mother, all of her girlfriends, everyone at work, literally every conversation she would engage in would either be about her children or about what her ex is up to now and like, oh, what's he doing now and who's he dating and have you. And it was all about the story and her reinforcing what an asshole her ex was, which was only keeping her stuck in the story. You cannot move on and heal and grow and evolve from this situation if you are a victim. No matter what happened to you, not to say you ever were like in the beginning, okay, I'm a victim, but now I know I'm a victim of this situation. The step two, phase two is what part am I playing? Because you play a part. You would not attract an experience like this if you weren't playing a part. So the first assignment I gave her when we worked together was to stop telling the story. Stop talking about him. Every time someone asks you a question about this person you cannot forgive, you say, thank you so much for caring and asking. I'm not talking about him right now, but I appreciate your care. And let's talk about something more meaningful and you change the subject. So that was step one. And then the second thing that I would say for you to do, which is what she did as well, is go through the storyline of all of your relationships in the past that you don't forgive people that you don't forgive from past relationships and identify what part you played. Where did your saboteur show up? Were you the self-sacrificer? Were you the overfunctioner? She was the the mom to this man. She was the overfunctioner, did everything for him. He never booked an appointment. He never picked up his socks. He never lifted a finger in the house. She did everything. She nagged him. She controlled him she, or her saboteur did, right? It's that's survival. That's a pattern. And so she could see the thread in all of her past relationships of what part she played. So this is a great exercise for forgiveness because first you, you, and you can let this story out one last time in your journal, give it a good vent, right? She got to vent it to me on that first call and she got to let it out fully. So give it a good vent and then go through and see like, what part did I play? What part did my saboteur play? Was I control it, controller? Was I the shapeshifter becoming whoever he needed me to be? Was I the isolator who never communicated my feelings? And just start to track. Because even just by doing this second step, you can, you can take both yourself and the other person. The point of radical responsibility is not to blame yourself. Because blaming you or blaming the other person is never going to get you anywhere. And it's just going to keep you in that holding pattern. The only thing that will set you free, and you use the word set you free, the only thing that will set you free if you really want to feel free of the past and free of this story that's hurting you by telling it over and over and over again is to fully see it clearly. And so look at it clearly. What part did they play? What part did you play? Ah, those were our patterns. Okay. And then maybe write yourself a letter of forgiveness and love and and like, what are the gifts from this experience? What parts of myself do I get to learn about now? Now that I know that I don't want to be a pleaser in relationships anymore. I don't want to be a mom in relationship. What do you want to be? And write a new story. The 
addiction to feeling wronged, right? Like the, the victim of he hurt me. Mm -hmm. Women don't know how to be in their power. Like th this is what season two is about. It's about empowering yourself in every area of your life, not just dating and relationships. And we have a patriarchal pervasive culture of disempowerment for women. And I, I mean, that story is insanely powerful. And how many women probably loved bashing her ex oh, yeah. with her, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like how many women love sitting around complaining about dating apps, complaining about men and what a waste of your precious, potent, sacred, beautiful energy when it's spent doing that. And if there's been abuse, you know, abusive behavior, like I want to come back to what you said about just acceptance, right? I'm thinking about the story of how things should be. Women are always in that. Like he should have, he was supposed to be the one. He, it, it should not have gone this way. And they're spinning around and around and around and around in that rather than just the, pl the place of neutrality is acceptance. That's what happened. You're not with that person anymore, right? That person made a different choice. That's what happened. And most healing is about wrestling with all of the emotions you're unwilling to feel. Cause that's, what's happening inside a story. When I tell the story, I don't have to feel something, right? Whatever it may be. I don't have to actually feel my power. I don't have to feel my accountability when I'm blaming the other person for everything. I don't have to feel my own shame about how I ended up in a relationship like that. When you're telling the story, you're avoiding an uncomfortable feeling. And all that sets you free is your willingness to have responsibility for your actual emotions. Recognize that being human includes all emotions. And I want to offer you can forgive without feeling deep love. I forgive my parents, but I don't now feel like deep love. And now I'm in like, oh, I love them. And I love spending time with them because I've forgiven them. Like forgiveness brought me to a place of neutrality. And I've shared before that, you know, you're open to a new relationship when there's neutrality about your past partners. You are not open to a new relationship. If there's any emotional charge about your past. You're not open and you can't then receive something new if you're not open, right? Then that is how you keep re recreating the same pattern over and over and over again. But the story work is so, so powerful because you also can tell yourself a new story or I would add, try telling the story without emotion. See if you can do it. Like it's just a matter of fact story where we get all caught <clears throat> is telling the story and having the, he wronged me and this wasn't supposed to happen and blah, 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 rather than just, oh, the sky is blue. It's like my ex cheated on me. Period. Like, see, because all what the healing work is, is what happens with your emotions when you tell the story that you're not taking responsibility for, that you're not dealing with, not just how you tell the story, right? It's both. It's both. And watch in general if you're wanting to create something new in your life, like I can't say this enough, right? You become like the five people you spend the most time with, right? Especially if you are dating right now, how are the women around you talking about dating? How are they talking about men? What do your friends want to talk to you about when you hang out? Do you notice that when you hang out, you're only talking about the past, right? My life changed. I mean, what my life changed at my first personal development workshop because it wasn't about the past. 
of course we did some, right. It was a three and a half day workshop. There was of course elements about the past, but when I, when you look back on it, 75% of it was about the present and future was about who are you right now? What decisions do you want to make right now to, to be different in your life? And who would you be? So this is my, my question for you too, just a journaling one. Who would I be and how would I behave if I accepted my life as it is right now, accepted that my past unfolded the way it has, and then accepted that I have the power to change my future? Because when you're caught up in the past, when you're beating yourself up, that is the victim too. Because I get to distract myself and, and my energy from taking responsibility for my present and future by being obsessed with the fact, like past. Well, what a perfect way to never take responsibility for self when I'm obsessing about my past. And yeah. most people do that. And, and I know, God, that's what, what people are like bonding over that shit on dating apps right now. Like that's what people are bonding from. Like, oh, dating's been really hard. My life has been really hard. Oh, has your life been really hard? Oh yeah, great. Let's get together and talk about how hard life is. Rather than when you're on a date, where's that person going? you know, what, what's happening in, in what's their, what are their dreams? What are your dreams for a future, for the future? And then the last thing I'll say, just because this was a very, very powerful experience in my marriage. Um, and something I've learned now over the past 10 years of being married is we are going to behave badly in, in our relationships. And when you don't forgive yourself, you keep your, your relationship toxic and then you make it about you. So part of healing in a relationship is recognizing that you have impact on other people. So if I, I don't forgive myself and I'm beating myself up over the time, I just suck all the energy out of my marriage. So if Andrew says something to me like, wow, actually you're, you know, that really hurt or that really sucked when you came at me and said X, Y, Z, or when your energy was whatever, if I then beat myself up and don't have compassion for myself, I make it all about me instead of saying, wow. So I take a deep breath and I forgive myself and have compassion and understanding for why I behaved that way. And then I can actually have presence with my husband and care about the impact my behavior had on his heart. And then I can do something differently. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Like that's really, really important. Beating yourself up is the ego's favorite fucking game mm -hmm. to keep everything about you in relationship. It's both of us. It's your behavior affects me and my behavior affects you. It's a dangerous person. If you are dating someone who doesn't take responsibility for their behavior, right? That's like the first thing you should be looking for because if someone's not accountable, you can't have a safe relationship, right? If they have a reason for why they behave shitty all the time, like run as fast as you can away from that person. But in the past year, when I've been sleep deprived and hungry and touched out and breastfeeding for hours, you better believe I've, I've snapped, right? Or I haven't had good energy. And my husband loves me enough to explain, express how that feels to him and not then hold it against me either, Yes. Right. Of, of be all in his hurt and upset, but okay. Hey, you know, wow, Andrea, I, I am so sorry. You're right. That's not how I want to show up in our relationship. And tomorrow is a new day or right now is a new moment, right? That's mm -hmm. also what self forgiveness and compassion can do for you is you mature into a being that accepts that you're imperfect and you're not always going to get it right. But then when you d mess up, you don't, 
self-sacrifice and, and, and sabotage and criticize yourself so that no new energy can be possible. Like I keep thinking about how you always do the like expansion and, and contraction is life. Like that's happening in every moment too. And you will always contract if you just keep beating yourself up over things. So really what's at the root of healing is ending your relationship with the saboteur, like with yes. your inner critic and saying, okay, I am imperfect and I'm still lovable and worthy and I'm an adult now. So I am actually responsible for my behavior and how I want my life to go. Mm, yeah. I'm just thinking, I love, I love that, um, that share about you and Andrew and relationships. It's such an important piece with forgiveness inside of a relationship because, um, it's, it's really a maturation. Like as, as you're, you're talking, I'm thinking about, um, when I was in my twenties and I was with Charlie for five years, that's when I was crazy jealous or Regina was at the helm. She was the leader of my life, my saboteur. And I had so much jealousy and, and he was an actor kissing people for a living. So I picked, know how to pick him. And, uh, it, I was triggered all the time. And when I was triggered, I would have these lash outs and then I would feel deep shame almost immediately after. And I would run to our bed like a child, like a six-year-old. And I'd hide under the covers, cry my eyes out. And then I'd come out and I basically like suck up to him and people please for the next week, trying to be cool, trying to like make up for my behavior, which is an immature, young saboteur relationship, which a lot of people are still in, right? You do yes. the thing and then you beat the shit out of yourself for doing the thing. And then you do the thing and then you beat yourself up for doing the thing, which is why naming that part of you and building a relationship with her is very helpful. I have a mini course on my Instagram um, called the saboteur mini course. Um, that's free, but it, understanding your saboteur is super, super helpful. And what you were talking about with Andrew is that the mature relationship, which I'm experiencing in my relationship now where something happens and you're both able to own your side of the street and to share the impact of the other person's behavior by saying, this is how that felt when you said that thing, as opposed to you said, blah, 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 and you shouldn't behave like that. And you're being such a bitch. It's like, exactly. Hey, when you said that this, this is, this was the impact that really hurt. Here's how, how it felt. And now that conversation is going to be so much easier to drop into your heart when your husband or you are, to him are actually communicating just the impact and how it felt as opposed to attacking the behavior and telling him he should be different. So that, and, and now you ha get to have a healing relationship where the things that arise actually get to be cleaned up as opposed to all the residue is left behind and it just keeps getting swept under the rug. And all of a sudden the rug has this giant lump under it that nobody's looking at and people are breaking their necks, tripping over it because it's so, um, it, it, because it's sticking out. It's so big. And, and that's why every fight becomes bigger because we have this, you know, the, the residue, there's so much residue from before as opposed to cleaning it up every single time. And in my experience with, um, my partner now, Patricio, we, we have such an open communication and, um, and we always share when there's impact and we work things through right away. And it's, and we both own our side, which like you said, is essential. If the other person's not willing to look at their side of the street, then it's, that's not going to be a healthy dynamic ever. Um, 
And so, but because of that, we keep deepening in love, like a year and year and a half into us being in a form of a relationship, we keep deepening in love and deepening in care for each other's hearts and, and also in understanding our differences because we're having such open communication. So you can't without, without knowing how to, um, not hold on to the past in the past, 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 or the past, like yesterday, yesterday. you you can't keep deepening an intimacy. Like there's shit in the way. So if you are really ready for juicy, beautiful, meaningful relationships and love and connection and feeling supported, um, yeah, this is learning work. this skill is essential. <laughs> it's everything. And it starts like I, it is the it's hand in hand with looking at where do I need to acknowledge past hurt done by others and self forgiveness. And again, I. I, I just keep over and over lately. It's like healing is a journey. And like, that's yes. the last thing I'll say, like, please, yeah. my God, this is not just like, now I forgive myself and I'm all set, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did. Or now I forgive my every past boyfriend and it's never going to come up again. Like light life is going to do life's thing. Being in relationship is designed to bring up our shit. Right. And you have a choice every single day of how you want to be with yourself first, the relationship you have with yourself, how you want to be with what comes up inside you, your feelings, your insecurities, your triggers, your doubts, and then how you want to be with another person. And we'll have to do another episode on like the difference between the the boyfriend who says sorry every day. Like if your partner has something to apologize for constantly every single day and your relationship is just we get hurt and then we make up and then we we hurt each other and then we make up. That is not a healthy relationship. Um, And, you know, the the strength and power of having boundaries and deciding how you want to be treated. But first itself, right? You are worthy and lovable and enough. You, you do not have to keep beating yourself up over your past and see from this episode that beating yourself up is a way of avoiding responsibility for your life and creating the future that you want and dream of. And that's what we wish for, for you, that you are being who you are in the world every day, that you let people see you, that you let people love you, that you share your gifts and that we end the, um, addiction of women not liking themselves and, and, you know, beating themselves up and hurting themselves. Cause I do believe strongly the world will be changed when women stop giving their energy to the things that they don't like about themselves so that they then buy shit they don't need. Um, and instead is used toward, you know, being the light and the beacon, you know, of, of beauty and meaning and purpose and power that we are. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And the last thing that I'll last two things I'll say is one, like for me with the self-forgiveness piece, gathering with women and, you know, going to retreats and workshops and, and being in spaces where I was being held and loved by women, even in my ugliness, what my perceived ugliness, um, even in my patterns, even in my resistance, even in my self-judgment, um, that was one of the most healing things in the world and, and, and still will, will always be in my life. Like sisterhood is everything. And that's why workshops and retreats are so powerful 
powerful because you're sitting around and realizing like all this time you've been thinking you're an asshole or you're fucked up or you're broken or there's something wrong with you. And you get into a group of women who all share their truth and their vulnerability and their hearts and their pain. And you're like, oh shit, we're all the same. Oh, and we're all really special and unique underneath all of these silly patterns. So that is incredibly healing for self-forgiveness and essential for women. If you have not invested in yourself and gone on a journey, it's time. There's so many out there. I'm going to Kenya. You can come to Kenya with me in February, um, south of France in May. I've got the immersion in April in Greece. Lots of cool things coming up, but gathering with women is essential. And then the second thing is the more you really follow every episode and learn to love yourself, it indirectly will help you forgive yourself. Because I was thinking about that first question you asked me, like, how did I forgive myself? And it's not like I sat down and was like, okay, dear Kate, I forgive you for all the stupid shit you did. It wasn't like that at all. It, it just happened naturally over time because I built the muscle of loving myself and living from my self-worth and honoring myself and treating myself kindly and seeing myself clearly and fulfilling, like living from my gifts. So I actually felt good about myself and, and all of that fed, like the forgiveness piece happened naturally for myself. So that, um, that's another thing. The more you learn to love yourself, the more you'll naturally forgive yourself and everyone else. Cause guess what? Even the asshole who cheated on you or whoever you're holding hostage still, um, had, is hurting on the inside too, and has had lots of pain in their life and they're living from survival and protection too. So that coming back to compassion, we, we've all been through hard times and we're all trying to guard and protect our hearts, which is only keeping us from being who we are. So go love yourself up and share this episode with every woman, you know, who needs to forgive herself and someone else, other people in her life. And we love you. We'll see you next week. So good. <laughs> see you soon. Oh yeah, about time we did this episode. <laughs> See you soon. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.